Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. That is not the name of a species that comes in peace. We must exterminate your kind before the scourge of your planet becomes the scourge of ours. Dominator ships are coming in worldwide. Barry, we can't do this alone. I don't plan to. Uh, Oliver? Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. White Canary. Firestorm. The Atom. Heatwave. How did you get the name Heatwave? I burn my family alive. I like to light things on fire. What a colorful backstory. Oh, things just got so much worse. You're really good at this time, Barry. Y'all call for tech support? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I had enough of this. It's been an honor to know all of you, to fight alongside of you. Now it's up to you to keep our home safe. Have fun storming the castle. You're gonna use Princess Bride against me? Here we go. Welcome to a, an exciting uh, SFP Now special um, in which we'll be talking about the recent DC crossover event, um, which, you know, has proved a huge success. Um, joining me to talk about it uh, and critique it um, is uh, Raisa, who's, uh, who's been with us pretty much every week since we started doing this. And returning to the fold is our good friend from up north, Craig McKenzie. Just ask hey. me one question. Which Earth is this? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, you're on Earth 38.A BC. Ah. That's where that's where you are wear flared pants and uh, and start singing Jackson 5 tracks and, and goose step and missiles come out of your flares. Oh, Seems like a really terrible planet to be on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the seven is you gotta love it. You know, the fashion sense was brilliant. <laughs> If you say so. Well, all the best comics came out in the 70s. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the recent DC Invasion crossover, um, which only had uh, three parts because the Supergirl episode was called something different. I have something to say about that, uh, that will colour our critique of it. Um, so, in some post-mortem interviews that Guggenheim, the executive producer of Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow gave, he said that the reason that Supergirl was barely present in the initial outing was because at the point they were writing the crossover initially, um, they didn't know yet whether Supergirl was going to end up on the CW. And that makes sense. But, you know, the, you know, but the thing is, the Supergirl 
uh, part of it felt more like a Supergirl mid-season finale than did uh, than, than it did sort of like part of the the whole thing. Yeah, well, people should. I think people should stop pretending that Supergirl was the lead into the crossover because it wasn't. It had one connecting scene that was in the Flash episode anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Supergirl was its own episode that just kind of uh, teased her involvement rather than teased the crossover itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird because on all the torrent sites where that 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 were issue in the episode, not that I condone such things. Um, it was put in, you know, Supergirl and whatever the, the episode name of it was, I can't remember. And it, and it had had part one, and I thought, wow, <laughs> you know. Yeah, although they were pretty open about saying that it wasn't really um, part of the because they kept saying it was three episodes, but. The marketing people were billing it as four episodes, presumably mm. so pe- more people would watch Supergirl, thinking it was part of the whole thing, but it wasn't. I wonder if yeah, it would, because but, Supergirl's ratings... Well, they promised that there would be... Um that it would be more integrated next time, next year. Mm-hmm. So. I wonder if it actually worked, because Supergirl's ratings have actually been under the decline, from what I've been hearing. It, it did. All the, all the ratings for all the shows really went up, relative to the CW, mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Not relative to the other networks, but relative to the CW, the significant ratings hikes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they've only been going down uh, in so much as ratings just tend to go down as seasons go on anyway, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, people have just stopped watching it or whatever. You know, like um, Walking Dead, for instance, has had series lows like almost every week because people are just fed up with nothing happening. Apparently, uh-huh. I don't watch it, but, they, but that seems to be you know they're struggling, whereas it's kind of normal spikes, peaks and troughs for other shows like Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have to wonder now how much they take, how much uh, they take streaming, you know, after the fact into account um, versus the actual live overnight figures. I couldn't tell you. No, I, I couldn't, I couldn't either. I, I know that uh, Nielsen takes them more into account than they used to, but it still doesn't mean much because unless you're a Nielsen family, neither the streaming nor the regular ratings will register at all. Like, I'm not a Nielsen family, and nothing I do counts. Yeah, I don't That's know. Why. I don't know how to measure it here in the UK. Do you know how to measure it, um, Craig? Uh, not sure. I think it's just how many people are actually physically watching it on the night, because... They kept talking about how Doctor Who was losing viewers last season, and you know that was because it was on quite late, and people just didn't want to watch it on the night. But because um, people were watching X Factor, you know, yeah, that's why people were watching yeah. X Factor. Um, but it's just so like um, I'm just wondering how they know that you're watching such and such a program. Is is this spy cam technology in your TV or something like that? I think with digital, there'll be some kind of um, record of how many people are. Tune to that channel at that given time. Um, I want to remove that record because you know, so like uh, they can use that in this new government snoopers charter. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, overall, you know, I, I thought the Supergirl episode that that supposedly pretended to kick it off was kind of name. You know, Alex and uh, Sawyer got it together. And I thought, wow, it's taking you six episodes to actually, you know, regurgitate that whole relationship. I mean, what, you know, Alex, what is she? She's like 30. You know, yeah, she's, actually, she's, actually she's 30. Actually, taken longer because it seemed like they were really taking their time with it. And now, in, in this one, it feels like they were rushing them together because it would make a good pseudo cliffhanger for a mid-season finale. Yeah, but dude, but, do you not think it's a bit ridiculous? She's like 30 and she doesn't even know her own fucking sexuality. It doesn't really matter. People come out at different points in their life and 
and you know people get confused about themselves and you know the, the fact that it happened so late in her life is what um, is what drives the whole story really mm. so um, I don't really have a problem with that and I do wish they'd just taken a bit longer because it did seem like it was so she becomes comfortable with her crush on Maggie then she becomes comfortable with her own change in sexuality and then it's then it's up to Maggie to come round to the idea of um, you know thinking that she's mature enough to have that kind of relationship but the last part just seemed to happen a bit too quickly for me. Yeah, we don't need to do now, we don't need the need to the need to have her and Maggie on sort of like uh, some LGBT sort of like raggy or something, and you know a bunch of Trump supporters come at them. Um, <laughs> just just, just sort of like uh, give it some drama. Well, there is no Trump on Earth thirty eight. It seems. Well, they could, no, there's, they, they could create... there's there's President Wonder Woman. Yeah. They could create an alien Wonder Woman. Yes. <laughs> they, they could create his uh, his equivalent, who's doubting that that uh, Wonder Woman's human or something. Uh, they will apparently deal with that later in the season. We'll get a follow up episode dealing with what's going on with President Wonder Woman. So yeah, was she a white alien or something? She was actually purple. It seemed like she's just an alien at the moment. Yeah. We don't know which. No. Mm, yeah, I mean, um, what about this whole thing with Cadmus? Do you think Cadmus is uh, over and done with for now? Now that they've caught no, him, put her in prison? No, they're not. According to interviews, we're going to get more with them. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me if me and Aloofa's running it. Something, something, something's going to happen. It's not going to be that, but something's going to happen. I, I think they've closed the door and Lena might be a bad guy now. I don't think that would... Um... I don't think it would work for them to put her in that space. I quite like them playing around with the idea of her not, um, you know, her actually being a nice person and not kind of trying to get past her family name. That's always um, yeah. that interesting about her. Not being... it, does, it, it, it does kind of uh, compare her and contrast her with um, Megan Moore's as a white Martian. And what do you what do you do as the you know the, the good white Martian? Yeah, mm-hmm. in in the midst of this. So I think I think. I think Megan and Lena are on parallel tracks thematically. It's, that it's way. also it's also sort of like um, if if you know if Mina, the actress that plays her, I forget her name. I think it's Kate, Katie, Kate, Kate, somebody or other. Katie, Katie McGrath. Katie McGrath. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I think if they keep her good, it kind of. It kind of song like goes against her her being typecast because she played um, she played the the evil villainous witch in in Merlin um, very well as a yeah, very 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 well um, Morgana and it was all it, you know her her arc in Merlin was um, really really well done because she started out as being all right and she just gradually and gradually eats to the dark side yeah I can't see them doing that with Lena because they would have probably done it by now or at least. Hinted that it was going that way by now, but the fact she chose to uh, go against her own mother um, because she felt it was the right thing to do, kind of, it, it puts an end to that arc. I think. I think they can find more interesting things to do with her now. I think it's kind of funny though that you know because there was a little bit of ambiguity about it, wasn't there? Um, yes. You know when 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 um, Kara confronted her, and then she got confronted by Supergirl um, yeah. on the same day. There was a little bit of ambiguity about it. We we weren't quite sure which way she was going to go, which was, which is basically you know the fact that you know she she acted that out so well. Yes. Yeah. And and maybe maybe a little bit of it is to do with the writing as well, but you know, it took it would have took somebody like Katie McGrath to pull that off. I'm guessing they must have cast her because of her history playing villains, so that, you know, people would suddenly expect something of her, especially with the name Luther attached. 
in the beginning, and then they could just keep playing with that for a little bit. True, and and then Supergirl ended with the uh, with Maggie and Ma- Ma- with with Maggie and Alex kind of uh, getting together, um, and um, there, there was another you know, and then 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 sort of like Cisco and um, and Barry come in, and it's sort of like it's a natural progression onto the Flash. I did. I have to say, I I did love the fact that the portal shows up at Thanksgiving, and their reaction to the portal on Thanksgiving was awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really was awesome. You know, you know, um, I thought it was funny, um, and this was just you know, if you, if you'd it, it seemed when I watched Supergirl, it seemed like uh, Cisco and Barry, you know, they they seemed a bit paggy sort of thing when they stepped through the portal until until Cisco said um, um, something like that or something when when Barry said this is you know this is my friend Cisco. That's because he was still smarting over Flashpoint. Yeah, that's that was that, that's what I mean. But it was sort of like, it was very very subtle. It was a very very subtle line. It wasn't sort of like uh, confirming or denying sort of thing. Yes, um, yeah. And the, the thing with the um, portals for me, um, you know, how, uh, at the end of the episode, Kara said, oh, I thought that was you. Well, why didn't she say that to Whitney earlier in the episode? You know, what's tearing apart reality? Well, maybe it's Barry. You know, she mm-hmm. could have said that. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, she could have, but I don't I don't think she would have known it was Barry, wouldn't she? Because she's only really had what well, she thought it but she thought it was him that's what I meant yeah so she could have suggested that to Wynn it's like maybe Barry's trying to come for a visit mm-hmm. yeah. and then Wynn could go oh yeah I hope he does and yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I hope you leave without telling me that he was here <laughs> yeah. True. And you know the Flash thing episode was a whole setup episode for the uh, Dominators. Um, yes. I, I loved the way it began with uh with 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 the Flash and the Arrow pinned down, and it looks like they're gonna die, and um, you know they 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 damn near get hit by some of Supergirl's heat vision. Yes, I, 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 and I love I love um, Oliver was like, "What's that? That's heat vision." You know, it's like, yeah. Well, this yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Although the um the, the whole opening, you know, with to reveal that they'll get there eventually, um, I don't think it was all that necessary because it wasn't as if it was a, a big build up and it kind of spoiled the whole they're about to be brainwashed thing. You know, yeah, it did. It did. As, as soon as they're about to go on that mission, it'll be like, oh, so this is how they get brainwashed, rather than, oh no, they've been brainwashed. Yeah. You know it's coming. I don't yeah. think it necessarily needed to. It was ne- it was necessary to open the episode with that. No, but I think I think they were thinking in terms of the money shot, and the money shot of that opening was the fact that they were all being ganged up on, and the, the, the panorama shot of the group of them ganging up. I think was what they were going for. More important, that was more important to them than the narrative behind it. So, mm-hmm. um, I also quite enjoyed, and this is rare for me because I'm not I'm not really a huge fan of Felicity Smoke. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of enjoyed her moment of um, of 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 fangirl squee. And she goes, best superhero team up ever. Ever, yes. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, <laughs> okay. She's sort of like, uh, she she's definitely engaging with the with what the rest of the audience is thinking there. Yes, yes. And the yeah, you know, the only thing to top it when we get there is her reaction to the Wave Rider in the in the Legends. Yeah. Version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her mouth's literally on the floor by the time we see the she sees the Wave Rider. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that the episode actually took its time to get everyone together, and it did suffer. Um, it did mean that the Dominators suffered a bit because they were just kind of twiddling their thumbs while, while Barry assembled his army of superheroes. But it was it was really good to just take some time to introduce everyone to everyone else and see them all just kind of 
play around and start to establish little bits of dynamics yes. here and there. Yes, I, 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 I kind of appreciated the fact that um, that Kara reacted to uh, Mick Rory's uh, origin story the way she did. Although if Mick Rory ever ends up on Earth thirty eight, they're going to have to play that a little more to the, to the drama because. He, he can't just go up to characters in the Supergirl universe as a pyromaniac and go, I'm a happy pyromaniac, you know, and in the room is Jean Jones, you know, yeah. and, and again, Moore's, you know, who you can't just say, I'm a happy pyromaniac to people who either watched the world burned or actively participated in math. So, you know, it just, it's a different dynamic. So if they do switch the Legends characters over to Supergirl, they're going to have to play that serious as opposed mm. to just light, which is what they went for here. Yeah, but the thing is, um, if you look at Mitt Rory's art this year, Vitson's trying to straighten him out. This is true. So, is true. you know, by, by, by the time by, by the time he ends up into in, in Supergirl's uh, universe, he's probably going to be totally pussy-whipped. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you can um, you can ever uh, straighten out Mick Rory. I think he, he does what he does. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll maybe listen to someone for a little while, but he'll fall back on old habits eventually. I think I think I think he'll always be a pyromaniac, but he'll but if they do end up in Supergirl's universe, he'll just recognize once she explains the situation to him that he can't just openly gloat about being what he is in front of certain parties. They are going to have to actually address that if they do the crossover with her again. Or maybe maybe he will because he doesn't care what other people think. That's true. <laughs> um, or maybe he'll, maybe he'll take out his frustrations in private and burn Supergirl's spare cache of capes. <laughs> yeah, or or start toying with with Jean by you know just playing with his his flamethrower gun around him because yeah. obviously Martian Manhunter is weak against fire. Yes, yes. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. But I, you know, but then again, I don't really read too much into DC Universe from co- from the comic book point of view. Um, yeah, it's weird you can withstand you know alien guns or whatever, but a little bit of fire is a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's actually good to know. If I ever bump into a, a Green Martian, you know, I, 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 I'll just song it, get an aerosol can and a lighter, and game over. Yeah. Or a white Martian, I think they. They don't like fire very much either. Oh, fun. That means a <laughs> medium rare white Martian for dinner. Um, but I, I think you're right, Craig. The, the second episode, the, 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 the Flash leading, the, the Dominators did suffer. Because I said in, as I said in my review, what these Dominators want, why, why they're here? You know, we, we didn't really get much information about them. The, the problem with them as well is since they're entirely CGI, there's only a finite amount of minutes that they can appear on screen. You know, every every second they appear on screen costs money and lots of it. So they can't. You know, it's not as if they had an actor just standing there, um, mm. able to speak for them as such. I mean, what they could have done to save save on money and screen time, so, and so it made more narrative sense, was maybe ditch the subtitles and just have them speaking in fucking English. Well, they did eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. But you know, but for someone who's so like dyslexic, try to read subtitles when they're going that fast on the screen. It's, it's true. frustrating. That said, I really appreciated the fact that they brought in um, Ragman Rory and and made the connection to the um, to the numerical language of of the uh, of the of the old of the um, arcane Old Testament. Because mm-hmm. um, actually, they they may be having a little trouble integrating uh, uh, Rory's magic into Arrow, but he's actually narratively probably the most useful uh, member of the team. At this 
because um, that was just a, a good way to, to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're only they're giving him anything else to do, you know, he suits up in one scene and then that, and he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I guess they have to suffer for the guest stars, but um, the team Arrow were functionally useless in that episode, other than uh, Renee, I suppose, who kind of got to be annoyed at Barry and Cara for his own reasons. He didn't actually get to do anything. No, and although I did, I did appreciate the fact that um, that Curtis was completely geeking out. This is the best day of my life ever. Yeah, mm. uh, uh, Curtis is really bugging me this season, mostly because he's just so inept. <laughs> yeah, like why is he there? Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a that's a general conversation though. But yeah, yeah I get it. I, I put in reviews. Um, pretty much every episode, he, you know, he's been in where he's been in the midst of the action. He's had his ass handed to him every yeah. single time. Um, you know, at least when Oliver's still putting up with it. Yeah, at least when Rene went out of his way and he got caught and got beat up, you know, he 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 was doing it to buy time so 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 that Curtis could get away with 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 with, with Artemis. Sort yeah. Of thing. Um, which go goes uh, goes to say, I mean, you know, the, the whole whole arc um, happening now with Artemis in 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 the Arrow series, I kind of seen that coming a mile off. You know, just by the, by by the fact that you know over the last couple of episodes, she's been quite antagonistic towards Barry because of um, you know because because of his past as a, yeah. as a as a as a vigi- because of his past as a vigilante. You know, because when he yeah. first started, he actually killed people. Uh-huh. You know, so I kind of saw that one coming. Um, but yeah, in in the Flash episode, T- Team Arrow weren't really in sight other than other than sort of like Speedy and and um, and. And and um and Oliver really uh-huh. and Diggle. That's something that they did in all three episodes though. It, it seems like they were well, they were putting the the show that the episode existed in the front. And I think for budgetary reasons they couldn't have everyone in every episode. So you had random things like most of Team Arrow not being there, or um, only Barry and Carter and Cisco crossing over in the Arrow episode, and then. Thea inexplicably going home in the Legends episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 Speedy sort of like dropped out in the um, dropped out sort of like um, in in the Legends episode as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I said. As I said. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Thea. Yeah. 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 It was like, thanks for taking my sister home. It's like, uh, why did she want to go home? Yeah. Wasn't she wanting to kick some alien ass like a few minutes ago? Yeah, that's why she came out of retirement. <laughs> it just makes... She was on the wave rider and she was all ready for action and then suddenly she goes home. It made no sense either because, um, you know, as soon as the aliens were invaded, invading, she's suddenly out of retirement. You know, there was no, no build-up or lead-up to it, you know, or indication that she was going to come out of retirement for this. No, no. Well, it's just that I want to fight aliens, which, you know, fair enough. Good reason as any. Mm, must have been time, Mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny, I was reading one of the post-mortem interviews, and, and Gildenheim and uh, Kreisberg were in watching the dailies for the the sequence for uh, the, the Arrow team's escape from the ship, and Gildenheim turns to Kreisberg and he says, what do you think of our little crime drama now? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think any of them thought they were going to be doing, you know, space battles in the middle of Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I I I was so like um, I was least happy actually with the with the Arrow episode. See, I think that was the best of the three. Yeah, well, it was relative to Arrow, but not relative to the crossover. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a difficult one because it had to be a hundredth episode and it had to be a crossover, and I preferred that they focused on the hundredth episode because mm-hmm. you know it, it does deserve the the celebration and making the hundredth episode story itself a kind of part of the crossover. 
by having this whole artificial matrix-like construct that they can play around in. Yeah, it's a wonderful was, was knife. It, it's a wonderful knife, arrow style. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. you know, a better version of Flashpoint, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was good to see. It was good to see his mum back and um, and 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 that. But you know, so like they obviously couldn't afford to bring Colin Salmon back. <laughs> no, I, I I missed Walter Steele. He was one of the high points of season one for me in terms of in terms of the surrounding characters. Um, when did they I, last see him? Was at Moira's funeral? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, he's been alluded to since, but we haven't seen him on on screen since then. No. And I I because I'm an adult viewer of these shows, uh, I I kind of gravitated to. Um, Moira and Walter simply because they were the adult couple and yet the, yes their marriage went south for completely logical reasons but they weren't histrionic about it they weren't flailing they were handling it as adults you know whereas the younger characters are in the midst of all these soap tropes and, this, and, and crap mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, just, and I just I just I just you know clung to Walter and Moira as the same variation of this and I was like hello the grown-ups. Yeah. You know, well, I don't think there's a place for Walter in the show at this point. I mean, there wouldn't be anything for him to do. No. Although, just because it was Colin Salmon, I would love an episode of Arrow from Walter's perspective where we actually just get to hear and see what he thinks of all of this because he was Thea's stepfather for a while and I would have loved a scene between him and Malcolm where he just quietly in his own Walter way ripped Malcolm a new one um, because Malcolm destroyed his marriage Malcolm almost got his stepdaughter killed Malcolm really screwed up and and people have not called him out to the extent that he deserved to be and and Walter had as much right to do that as any of the other characters and, and also, I would have loved to just have, because the secret identity thing is so useless, I would have just loved for them to make a quiet joke of it and have Walter just show up in the new hour there and, and have him find out that he, he figured it out before my way even did it. Yeah. He, just, he, he just knew, you know. Well, there's always scope for him to come back anyway. I think it's, it's possible. I mean, he could just turn up, you know, at mm. some point. I think it's yeah. got to do with the availability of the actor, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, they could do it in a, in a six degrees of separation way. In that, if they wanted to bring Constantine back, Constantine, like Walter, is also British, so yeah. they could have people who are also British connect the two characters. No, 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 no. Got correct you there. Constantine isn't British. He's a Scouser. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, um, there, also, there's nothing to stop Walter Steele turning up in Flash. No, there's nothing to nothing to stop that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there I go trying to alienate all our listeners in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> all those people that thought, forgot Walter even existed. Yep. Which is kind of easy to do, to be fair. He's not been around much. Mm-hmm. I don't got to admit, I would love to see Constantine again. You know, I yes. think Constantine's a, an awesome character. Well, there's an animated film, Justice League Dark, coming out where he voices him. Yes, yeah. I plan on, I plan on reviewing that. I'm looking forward to that so much. Yeah, me too. Um, that's probably one I'm going to buy when it when it comes out. Um, I didn't bother buying the Batman 1960s thing because it's not like um, I wasn't really a big fan of the 60s Batman series. Oh, I saw it in the cinema. It was entertaining. It, I, it was that was worth just li- just listening to the to the three actors play off each other. The plot was irrelevant. Yeah, well, what's her name? Um, Julie Newmar. Yeah. yeah, she sounds old, which was kind of jarring. Yeah. Yeah, so well, Adam, West, Adam West sounds vaguely okay as he is. 
um, Burt Ward sounded fine, but she sounded like an old woman, which was really weird coming out of Catwoman's mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, she's no spring chicken, isn't she? None of them are. Burt Ward is the youngster in his 70s, the other two are in his 80s. By the way, just went something on this topic. Um, William Shatner is going to be in the Batman 1966 sequel as Two-Face. Two-Face, yes. That's a really that's that's actually uh, that's kind of typecasting, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, but it's, it's going to be interesting because Two Face in the original series was not one not a villain they got around to. So. No, he wasn't there at all. So yeah. Nah. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what Shatner does with that, to be honest, because um, there's been various versions of Two Face we've seen on on the screen, and I think the best one we the best one we've had really is Aaron Eckhart. Yes. This one will be more Tommy Lee Jones style, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah. Probably. Possibly yeah. even bigger, you know, in terms of in terms of how uh, insane he is. Mm, I probably won't like it then. That's what that made sense to me. Is a uh, Two Face. He was a uh, he was District Attorney Dent, right? Yes, Harvey Dent. Now, District Attorney Dent in the first uh, Batman film, as in the, the first Tim Burton one, was actually played by Bingy D. Williams, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he got one of his wanted to pay or play contracts, so he got paid for not playing them. Mm. in later films so that's impressive so yeah but you know the thing is how, how come all of a sudden uh, he becomes Tommy Lee Jones in the same series of movies well I mean you could argue that those films aren't um, in continuity with the, the Tim Burton ones anyway but um, I guess we, we just have to accept that actors change you know Don Cheadle um, against Terence Howard yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal against Katie Holmes it's yeah but, yeah. You know, but, 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 but that guy but that guy then a white guy yeah well it's jarring but it has that's, that's, that's yeah. really jarring <laughs> it is pretty dark. You know, at least with Don Cheadle and the other guy, they're, 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 they're both sort of like uh, from the same race, even though they, well, they, they were, even they though were they Batman forever get two people that had never seen the other two anyway. It was kind of supposed to be a family film, and that was it. Mm. <laughs> even sure. though that Don Cheadle and um, and the other guy is Howard, uh, some, some Terence Howard, Terence Howard, more yeah. completely different. You know, at least at least they both 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 got the same skin color. So yeah. Whereas uh, I just find that when 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 you have a character and he's, he's an established character as, as the established character has been white and then all yeah. of a sudden that character's black in the next movie that's in the continuity, I find that kind of thing really jarring and just totally stupid. Although he was barely established anyway, he just took like, a couple of scenes. Mm. So you know, he was more of a throwaway reference than anything else. Mm, true. I mean, he, I think he, I think he was basically he had one scene in the first Batman film and that was sort of like some press press conference, and I think he was a yes. mayor in that. Wasn't he the mayor in that movie, Mayor Dent? No, he was the district attorney. It's been so long, but it, I think he was the I think he was the district attorney. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, back on to the uh, DCU crossover. We're gonna move on to the last one now. I think uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, and I just I'm just loving Vixen. Yeah, she's growing on me. Although she's not quite as good as as the granddaughter version that. Megalonie Key plays, but she's growing on me. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious that they've only got this version of Vixen because they couldn't get the actress to reprise her role because she's wearing the same costume, which looks like it was not made in the 40s. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it just, it, it, it doesn't make sense because if you, if you watch, if you watch the, the Vixen um, webisodes, season two just finished. Um, I've seen them yet. They're t- I, I hope they make them available because season two and two are half an hour each altogether. But they're, yeah, it's, they're it's almost impossible to find the, the, the season two ones at the moment. Uh, they're they're up if you can if you can 
find an alternate uh, source. Season two exists. Mm. Um, so yeah, but they're they're the thing is that uh, season one established that uh, Vixen could only get you could only get Vixen's necklace off of her, the totem off of her, if she was dead or near dead. And there's a part where the, the Nazis are just able to get the necklace from Vixen, and they and they've got to give it back to her, which makes no sense. Also, she calls herself Vixen when it's established in the webisodes that it's Cisco in this continuity who gives Vixen her name. So, and also their their costumes are too similar considering that Mari was orphaned and has no knowledge of her family history. So why are their costumes so similar? I mean, there, there are things that make no sense. Mm. She becomes Vixen after learning about her heritage. So maybe she could shove out the costume somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Cisco, Cisco could evade the name without realizing it. Yeah, but if that's the case, then they need to put a couple lines of expositional dialogue in there somewhere. But there, yeah. were, some, there were some issues. Uh, generally speaking, though, um, con- semi-continuity issues aside, I'm still liking granddaughter Vixen over grandmother Vixen a little bit, but she's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like um, the, the the mission in which uh, Mick, Vixen, and uh, and Steel go into go into the nineteen fifties, right? To the, and um, and Steel's costume, Mick <laughs> making reference to it. I thought yes. that, that was just a, such a funny visual gag. You look like a star, star-spangled idiot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he kind of does. Um, although, I mean, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because obviously they're, they're playing homage to Steel's costume in the comics. Which Citizen Steel. Citizen Steel's co- costume in the comics. You know, and, and sometimes these things don't always translate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well... It kind of annoys me they don't call him Citizen Steel as well, because Steel is a different superhero mm. who will, if he ever shows up, will probably show up in Supergirl, to be fair. Because mm. mm. he makes more sense to that side of it rather than the Flash, Arrow, Legend side of things. Yeah, I could always cross over to that universe. Good, mm. yeah. But I mean, just... when, when they introduce Steel, if they ever do, it will be in Supergirl, I would think. Mm. I'm just kind of annoyed by the fact that um, I, I realized that Arthur Darnold couldn't make the first half of the season because he had broad church commitments, but it basically means that uh, Arthur Darnold missed the space aliens. Mm. He didn't He didn't get to be, you know, given his history on Doctor Who, that's exactly the wrong arc to miss. So it's, it's kind of sad. I'm hoping they can uh, make it up to him. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. He'll, he'll be back with a vengeance. I can't wait till he comes back out. You've been missing Rick. I've been missing him awfully. Um, mm. I, I, I tolerated it because I figured out fairly early that it had to do with Broadchurch and the fact that, that Chibnall has to get Broadchurch done too mm. sweet before he transitions over to Doctor Who, so they kind of didn't have a choice with scheduling. Yeah. But uh, but it's still kind of annoying. I miss Rick very, very much. But I don't yeah, as good as Nate's been, he's been no Rip Hunter. No. Yeah, I don't think um, I, I don't think I don't think Broadchurch has very long left. To be honest, I think this is probably the last series. It is. It is. They yeah. they just gave it to Chibnall in order for him to finish out what he needs to finish out before he transitions to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it, I I actually enjoyed the, uh, the 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 whole Guardians episode, Legends episode, the best out of all of them. To be honest, um, but yes, I, I'm just loving those characters. I I, I kind of love. I love the sort of like wanton destruction and belligerence of, of Mick Rory. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. he gets all the funny stuff, really. 
um, you know, because it's completely deadpan. Yes. <laughs> and I, I kind of like the uh, the men in black angle that they had in this. Yes, and about that, I read, because I, I know from your review, uh, Craig, that you had issues with um, the cover-up and how they would have covered this up. And according to interviews I read, there were missing lines of dialogue that got cut for time where... Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, he they they do cover it up, and 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 the glasses character was uh, was given dialogue to that effect, and they just cut yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean there were dominators on the street, you know, yeah. in 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 traffic. Yeah, you know, how do you cover that up? I mean, yeah, they they must have found a way. So. Yeah. Well, we are time okay. That's true. It'll have to be addressed at some point, I suppose. But yeah. the, the dominators will return, by the way, to Supergirl. Yeah, I read that as well. In what context, I don't know. But. No. Well, but she did establish that there are or there are Universe 38 variations of the Dominators because she talked about how Dominators gave the Kryptonians a hard time before she was born. So yeah. they've, got, they've got a way to do that in her universe. You know what? Yeah, I wonder why she didn't bother him asking about Krypton while she was there. I mean, no, nobody in the room would have known, but, you know, she might have been able to find out. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess that's going to have to be saved for... You know, a, a different crossover. Yeah, a more intimate crossover, probably. Well, yeah. the, the, you know, the one thing that I've read, I've read that that that, that they, if anything, there's going to be more crossover between the four, between the four shows because of Supergirl. You know, so yes, and and um, and I love that they handed her the crossover MacGuffin at the end. That was yeah, it's like yeah, we don't we don't have time to keep explaining how we do this. So here, of this. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually kind of wonderful. Oh, what's a movie yeah. brooch? Yeah, it's very kind of Silver Age comic stuff, you know, where crossing universities is the same as crossing the street. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and people were sort of half-joking, half-not, that after the ratings boost that all the shows got from this, you know, Mark Pedowitz, who was hemming and hawing about bringing um, Supergirl to CW and didn't want another DC show and blah, 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 it's got to be thankful that they handed her the um, crossover reduction. Yeah, and yeah, she, she was um, she was really good interacting with all the characters. I think, and yes. it was a smart decision to have her in the middle of it all in the first one because she was like the she was the one that didn't know anybody, so she could be the. But who are you? All right, let's you know. Let mm. me just mentions every mention everyone's name so that the audience, I mean me, know uh, know who everyone is. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I um I ringing one one of the aspects I ring off and this goes back to the Arrow episode. Uh, it also ties over into the uh, into the Guardians episode as well. So, Legends as well yeah. somewhat um, is um, Rene's distrust of metahumans, and then we had the bit in the Legends episode where Arrow was sort of like um, he basically Crisis. Yeah, he basically drowns yeah. Kara. He basically sort of says, um, you're staying behind. Yeah, but that doesn't work because Oliver has always been very pragmatic. So even if he doesn't, even if he's not comfortable with something, he'll, he'll be able to realise the benefit of making do with it. You know, he's, he's someone that can assess a situation and use whatever resources are available, even if they're not quite to his liking. Mm-hmm. Or it, it, it could just go back to, this, to the fact that it, that was part of the crossover that they hadn't quite written at the point they didn't know whether Supergirl was going to be on CW or not, and yeah. they couldn't and they couldn't quite rejigger it once once she was. 
Maybe well, they... benching her at that point made no sense anyway. What did he bench her from? You know, they... that's true. It's true. Nobody did anything, you know, until Cisco etc. returned from 1951. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Cisco, I really appreciated how. Um, and while I'm not overly fond of Flashpoint, for a lot of the reasons that Craig is not overly fond of Flashpoint, and by the way, you should be thankful, I don't know if you saw one of the interviews, they mentioned the fact that they even toyed with the idea of just staying in Flashpoint. Oh, God. Yeah, for a handful of episodes or whatever, yeah. Well, then, no, there was a, they contemplated making it a permanent shift for like five months. Oh, right. Yeah. That would and, have been a nightmare for, for, for Otto. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why they, they were steered away from it. Um, but uh, I really appreciated how uh, Flashpoint finally played out over the over um, over the, the episodes and the fact that Cisco and Barry finally have it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it gave it scope as well, you know, as in, okay, here are, here are the list of consequences that it has caused. And by the way, it's invasion, your fault. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the whole um, and I liked Oliver's perspective on it as well. The whole I, I would have done it, you know, if I mm. if I could travel back in time and change the past, absolutely, my parents would be alive right now. Yeah, you know, and, and that kind of echoes the way he reacted to um, the time travel in last year's crossover as well. Where yeah. Barry was like we can't change anything. No, that's mental. Like time will time will uh, have, get its own back. And, our, and Oliver's like, screw that, right? What did we do yeah. wrong? Let's fix it. And, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it it did. It did echo that as well. I mean, I remember that. Um, but you know, what, there's one there's one second character from Flash we're not mentioned that that shows up um, and kind of saves them at the tail end of you know of the of the um, of the Flash episode, and that's Kid Flash. Yes. Bothered by Kara. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's. Um, you know, we don't know whether he's all right or whether he's lost his powers or anything like that because he got well and truly snobbed by Kara. No, I think yeah. he, still, he still has his powers. He mm. was just injured. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. This is why I have trouble with Flashpoint. Apart from, apart from the timing whiminess of it, um, because they've introduced alchemy, the alchemy variable makes it very difficult to deal with characters like Kid Flash. Or even, or even Killer Frost, because the question is, why, why is Caitlin suddenly multiple personality disorder? Yeah. Why? Why? This is why also is all stuff they could have done without doing Flashpoint. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they could have had Caitlin develop Killer Frost powers, but yep. with, without the multiple personality disorder, I mean, she could have yep. become Killer Frost and being on the side of the side of the angels instead of being on the side of the villains. Well, yeah. I mentioned in my I mentioned in my review that the whole her becoming Killer Frost thing didn't quite work because it was you know she was suddenly a villain, but the, the conflicted nature she had after that point was better. And I guess they might try and spin it as she was completely overwhelmed by her powers and and behaving emotionally, um, which could be fine enough. But I think that she'll become more of an asset than a villain. But I think the only the only thing I can think of is. And this would take a few lines of expositional dialogue, but they could do it if they chose. The only thing that makes sense in terms of science fantasy timey-wimey stuff is that because she's had so much exposure to an alternate Earth where that version of Killer Frost actually existed, coupled with alchemy's magic, forced remnants of the original Killer uh, Earth 2 Killer Frost to meld with her. Nah, that would suck. It would suck, but that's the only thing that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, um, to be honest, I think Caitlin would be a better seasoned villain than 
another speedster. Yes, that's the other problem. It's like too many damn speedsters. I'm bored of them. Like every year, it's a slightly faster speedster, so that Barry has to become slightly faster in order to beat them. Yeah, and yeah. Now, now Kid Flash is slightly faster than Barry. Yeah. No, he's. Um, I think it. I think he's faster than Barry was. Mm-hmm. To start with. To start with. I don't think he's as fast as Barry quite yet. But his, his powers growing at an exponential rate are concerning. Yeah. And that's why I think he's going to turn into Savitar. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll get so fast and so fast and so fast and he'll get so fed up with people not having faith in him that eventually it will spiral him to going insane and thinking he's a god. Yeah, I can see that I can see that happening because it was kind or, of... Like... Or that version of Wally might not, but he'll, he might find out that... Savitar's a dark and future version of himself, or some sort of some sort of time remnant that went kablooey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or he's the Flashpoint Kid Flash at a much later time. I don't know. Yeah, so, okay. something, something. They'll, they'll come up with something. So, what do you, what do you think is going to happen at the end of the series? Do you think they do you think Barry's going to fix the Flashpoint and then? The no, no, or... they're not going to. They've flat out said this is it. librarians which is going to run through but that's an entirely different story I'm loving yes. show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah we've got no Supergirl this week so that's on the mid-season finale that was last week um, yeah. So yeah, I've just been checking the, you know, checking the dates on on on, on my um, on my NZB uh, program. Don't forget that when the shows come back in January, um, Legends and Flash are going to be on the same night. 
Yeah, that's annoying. Well, it's not it's not gonna affect me really because it, you know you'll know you know sort of like uh, come on at the same time. So basing is legends and flash gonna be on on Friday or no? It's it's gonna be Tuesday. Tuesday. So basically, it's a Wednesday for us. Yeah. So so, yeah. so basically, for for those it will affect. What's gonna happen is we're gonna get Flash and uh, Legends and then turn over at, at ten o'clock for Agents of Shield all in a block. Three hour block on Tuesday. Yeah, triple reviews on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond yes. a Thursday for me, mate. I, I I kind of write them up and 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 uh, schedule them ahead. Uh, that way, I got a bit of breathing room. I know? just like to get them done within the twenty four hours. Thursday's only one though, and now Friday is going to be only one as well. The Supernatural yeah. will still be the only one there. Mm. Yeah. So there are some saving grace, I suppose. I just have to get through Wednesday. Yeah, I've got. I've got Lucifer's got a longer season, hasn't it? Yes, Lucifer got a longer season. Yeah, which is probably a bad idea to do that so late in the game. You know, we, we might start seeing the show slow down. I've yeah, gi- I've given up on Lucifer. Yeah, I was. I had contemplated giving Lucifer a second chance, and then I binge watched Constantine, and I was like, screw that. So, season two of Lucifer is really found its feet. Mm, okay, so it's a really impressive show that season. I gave up about episode three. Um, I might revisit in summer when there's nothing on. Yeah, same. I've been loving it, and it was last year I was kind of tolerating it. I was starting to really enjoy it towards the end, but this season I've just been enthralled by from pretty much the, the word go. Okay, well, you know, um, I think that's that's going to wrap it up because I want to get my curry in the oven. <laughs> so, um, thanks, Craig and uh, Reese for joining us on the show. Oh, you're welcome.